All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Leafs and Seven. Um, Leafs and Seven. Leafs and Seven. Leafs and Seven. Not not, not five, not four, not six, even, but it's going to be seven. One day. One day it'll be seven. Uh, All right, guys, we got a lot to discuss here. Well, not too much, but we did miss two. I want to get right into it. We did miss two signings after our last episode. Um, That's because obviously these signings came just after we actually aired the episode. The Leafs acquire. Nick Ritchie and Andre Cassay. Um, so Nick Ritchie is actually coming from Boston where he wasn't given a qualifying offer. And so was Andre Cassay. So yeah. two players, two Boston Bruins guys. How do, how do we feel about these acquisitions? Uh, hit the floor. What do you guys think? Uh, I actually, I, last week I mentioned Nick Ritchie was somebody I think we should have looked at. So glad we got him. Um, uh, Gives us a little bit of grit, kind of replaces that uh, that we lost with Zach Hyman. You know, he's at like what two point two five, I believe he is. Uh, two point five, a little higher. He's at two point five for the next two years. You know what? You're giving me the wrong. You're giving me the wrong uh, two here. You know what? Two I like two hundred and thirty. That's how much he weighs. He's also six foot two. <laughs> Something the Leafs desperately, desperately need. I- I'm actually. You know, Boston Fru- Bruins fans were coming in droves on a couple of uh, notable Leaf Twitters that, you know, I was just reading and enjoy taking, letting them take dumb penalties for your team. Enjoy this. Enjoy that. You know what? We kind of need it. We need it. I, yeah. I'm actually, I, I want a player who's going to be in that, that position, to, you know, to be able to take penalties. That's fine. Uh, I We haven't had someone who's tough or with skill in a long time. Like Nick mm. Ritchie has skill. He was actually... Last season, in a shortened season, he had 15 goals. He was actually on pace for a really good year. If that yeah. can continue for $2.5 million, second line, even if he's on the first line, I don't know where he's going to be. I have no idea. But I'm all for it. Pumped up. Yeah, I like I like the signing. Uh, obviously, you know, it's not the perfect signing, but, you know, I was expecting it to be big because we don't have much money. So I think on the, on the budget, it's not bad. He's got, like you said, he's got good size, grit, physicality, maybe some excitement, you know, but yeah. Nothing, what nothing you guys bad to him? say about it. Um, I mean, shoots left, left winger. Yeah, I mean, he's a left winger that we we have two holes there uh, at yeah. the top line and the second line if we don't use Kerfoot in those positions. So, yeah. No, I don't I, know honestly, much. About- honestly, I would. I know everyone's thinking second line, right? That's what the th- yeah. thought is. Like second line, I'm. He's, yeah. Let's 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 try let's try that with Matthews right away. You know why? Why? He hasn't had someone like I know Zach Hyman's had good years, mm-hmm. but like I think Nick Ritchie, you know, he's having a good year last year. Put someone with skill on his line with size. Yeah. How? So I don't know much about Nick Ritchie's skating. How is he like a slower dude? Or like, do you think he can keep up? Yeah. So that's what I heard from Boston fans. That he's slow, um, slow skater, like takes forever that, to get up and down the ice. But that kind of suits Tavares more. Tavares isn't as fast a skater. It's true. Yeah. Right. I mean, Hyman wasn't like an elite skater by any means. No. Either, so. No. No. But he he was he wasn't he wasn't really no, slow. Bad, but. but he kind of he kind of fits Tavares's game a bit more because Tavares isn't known for his speed. And if you have this guy uh, knocking people off of Tavares, he can he can do his magic. Well, how about this? Let's put it this way: Who gets bullied more on the ice, William Nylander, and um, sorry. 
Uh, William Nylander and Tavares or Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. I'm going to say just because Mitch Marner is on the first line. I agree. As skilled as he is. Guy gets tossed Small around. Like, not, mean, we we watched the, we all watched the playoffs, man. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Got bullied. Yeah. He's he's going to be good for for uh in the playoffs. It's going to be nice to have. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the best bargain signing we have, right? Of all the other I mean, deals we've gotten, we've gotten like bunting we discussed last episode for, you know, very very cheap. Um I think Nick Ritchie is the most established player out of absolutely. all the signings that we've had. Um I know at one point I remember do you guys remember a couple of uh a couple of seasons ago, I think I think Nick Ritchie went just after, just before William Nylander. Correct me if I'm wrong in the draft, and people were, you know, livid at the Leafs at the time for taking William Nylander. Like, oh, you took the, you know, the short, you know, the smaller Swedish player, and you really needed some bulk and some skill, and this guy's going to be amazing. And you know, I think we can safely say William Nylander's turned out just fine, You're, and yeah. much better than fine, much better than well, fine. Well, Richie, yeah, yeah, Richie went like what? It was literally two picks later, was it not? Yeah, Richie yeah. went. Richie yeah. went tenth, and Nylander went eighth. Yeah, so I mean, I I, I remember those conversations because I remember the draft. Was um, it Don Cherry I, pissed? Yeah, yeah, for sure, he was pretty Don pissed. Cherry. Yeah, yeah, but no shocker there. That's a European skating player. That's not a Don Cherry player. Yeah, no. But uh, now we got both of them, so it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> um, honestly, just like a pr- quick prediction here, I'm gonna say this. Well, I'll ask you guys first. If you guys were to guess, without knowing what line he's playing on, and injuries aside, how many goals he's good for at 2.5 million? What do you th- what do you give him for a full season? Like, what is he? Like, what do you think he's good for? Or like, what do you think would be good? Like value for what we paid him in, in oh, a top oh, six. How about, role? how about both? How about both? Yeah, we can do in both. a top six role. Yeah, yeah, in a top six role. because yeah. he is top six on this team. Yeah, yeah. Um, eighty-two games. I mean, he's playing with more skilled guys because in Boston he was playing in bottom six. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility to get twenty goals. Yeah, when you play with Marner and Matthews, like you're yeah. going to get some good bounces your way or some good feeds. So, yeah. I mean, so I think, also, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think you said this earlier. Uh, I'm not sure if you said it on air or not. But when you're playing with Marner and Matthews, as long as you keep your stick on the ace, you're going to get some goals. Absolutely, you are. Um, just for some context, so Nick Ritchie, um, last season, okay, in 56 games with the Boston, you said he wasn't in a top six role. He had 15 goals and 11 points for 26 points in 56 games, um, which is that's on pace for a that's 20 solid. goal season. Yeah, that's solid. So my prediction is, I think he's good for. I think he's good game. for I think he's good for 22 goals. Yeah. 22 23 goals. I think he's going to get 20. That's that's my prediction. He's a half point a game player. He could be a half point a game player for 2.5 and provide some toughness. I think that's actually a really good signing. Well, for me personally, I know it's hard to say because you know he's I don't think he's ever hit 20 goals in his career. But to be fair, I didn't watch him when he was younger days when he played with uh with Anaheim, so I don't know how much what role he was playing then, so but I think he's definitely. I think he could hit twenty this year, if, especially if he's playing a top top line or two with the skill that the Leafs have. I think it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. So he was never playing with talent like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Well, obviously um, not those guys for sure. No, no, I, I know, I know. Yeah, but like uh, that's you know you, you mentioned that he hasn't hit twenty goals before in his career. It's true. It's it's a shame that this was a shortened season due to COVID because he, he would have probably hit it. it. Yeah. He probably would have had it right. Uh, would have yeah, had that under his belt. But you know what? That being said, if he hits twenty or more than that, 
we may, maybe we don't get them at that price, right? So, um, uh, yeah. And then we have to discuss the other signing here. Um, this is a this is a this is a much more almost confusing signing. So, uh, Andre Casse. Now, this player comes with a lot of risk. He's twenty five years old. He's a right winger. Um, he's played for obviously Boston, and before that, he played for Anaheim, just like uh, Richie. Follow, following Richie around. Yeah, they, they got dealt together, I believe. So, yeah. um, so he's a, he's actually from the Czech, and this guy has had severe, severe injury problems. Okay, so severe that in the last two seasons, uh, so 2019, 2020, and then 2020, 2021, he's played a combined total of nine games. Nine. Yep. And then, um, if you notice back 2017, 2018, he got injured again as well. He, yeah, they dropped him down the AHL for it. Yeah. Now these are these are significant injuries, right? There's a lot of concussion issues here. Um, a lot of notable hockey people have said maybe it's time to retire. Um, however, his his teammate, and I know when you when a reporter asks a teammate these questions, or you know the teammate's obviously going to answer on the benefit of his of his pal. Yeah. But Nick Ritchie did say that from what he's seen and what he's heard uh, from Andre, like to say this off season is that he's never been, he's never seemed healthier. So what do you guys think about this pick? Like, are you guys, do you guys think it has some upside or do you guys think it's a complete wash? I'll let you, you go first, Mike. Honestly, I've had this debate with Camille off, off a podcast, but I'm not a believer in the guy. I think it was kind of, it's very, it's literally, it's a risk reward kind of thing, right? They're not risking much or anything, but like, I don't think, I haven't seen anything from him to think that, this is worthy of anything other than just, I don't even know what to call it. Cause in my opinion, it was, a, I don't like the signing. It was a waste of time. Like the whole thing. Like I know it doesn't really affect anything, but I just don't see any value in it to be honest. Yeah. Brandon? I'm, kind of I'm kind of in the same boat as, as uh, Mike here. Like his, none of his stats scream that he, like, he's just kind of like he's guy. He's just guy. So and uh, guy with, like you said, concussion risk. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different angle. So you signed this guy for what was it? One point two five. Um, let me confirm. Pretty sure it's one point two five million. One point two five for yeah. For so one point two five million for one year. So a the contract is variable. It's a one year deal. Um, very low salary, and you can get rid of it off the books if you need yeah. to. Yes. So B. Um, sorry about that. Uh, so B also on top of that. If it's true, like let's say hypothetically, best case scenario, he is healthy and he's ready to go. This guy does under his belt actually have, I believe, a 20 goal. He has one 20 goal season. Yes, it was years ago. I understand. People are like, wow. It, yeah. I think that's, you know, this guy's a half a point a game player in his career. He's got, sorry, he's got 97 points in uh, 207 games. So pretty close to half a point or a, yeah, half a, a point every, sorry, two games. So, um, I I think I I like it. I actually like it. The worst case scenario is this guy never plays a game for the Leafs. Yeah, and we bury it. I don't care. That's fine. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect the team. Um, on the on the upside is this guy. If he is somehow healthy, he he contributes and he competes for a roster spot. And maybe he, who knows? Maybe he has a Galchenyuk kind of resurgence. Resurgence. Yeah. Um. Maybe it's even better than Galchenyuk. I have no idea. Maybe. 
but I'm okay with it. I don't I don't think there's no I don't think there's any risk here because I, I I see these you know heavy sports in articles saying oh it incurs so much risk. No, it doesn't. You can bury it if you need to, and it's one year. It doesn't it doesn't matter. That's just it my just, take. Yeah. Like, yes, he said some production, but like the problem is he's even all of his best seasons he's never played a full season. I think he mm-hmm. only has two of them above like. 50 games in a season so two seasons so i just think the injury risk is high but yeah yeah it is one year so it's like not that big of a deal but it's just my thought is process you know what if we prop or somebody else instead who might be more contributing kind of thing but mm-hmm. i get why they did it and like i don't absolutely hate it i just don't under like i don't there the there was other moves that could have been made yeah. using that 1.25 million dollars I mean that that kind of leads us into the, the Leafs mm. ha- are down to no cap space now. Hang on a second. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. Just because. Really? Yeah. So, so you've got this extra cap space, right? That you've just yep. taken away with Andre Cassay, and yep. you say, oh, there could be another. We could have brought another guy in. They can if if there's somehow something available still for them. We talked about this a little bit before the show. They can still do it. Right now, they can still be over the cap uh, until training camp starts, I believe. I don't remember the exact cutoff date. And that move hasn't affected them. The only thing that move does affect before you bury it is the roster spot, the number of players that are accumulated, right? Um, So in in saying that, I understand where you guys are coming from. Like, wow, I wish I had a player that's, you know, getting paid $1.25 million who's actually going to contribute on the team as a definite. But honestly... There's not a lot of players in the league who, if you're paying, if you look at like salary, I know this guy's injured for the past. I know it's a, it's an extreme case, but most guys who are making that kind of money, for the most part, aren't. I mean, I could be wrong. I should be careful when I'm saying this. Besides rookies and insane situations, I most guys are not. Most guys are not contributing too much to a team with well, that I mean, salary level. But one of the guys you could have brought back, you could have got Gelch back for that price. Yeah, yeah could have less last year, so. Mm. And he's, he showed interest in wanting to play Philly, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was really happy with the organization. He really enjoyed, like, being was, around everyone. That's mm-hmm. honestly my main qualm with it, just because I personally I would like to see him come back and see what he yeah. can do, but. Sure. Other than a guy who has potential injury risk, but I guess he does have potential, right? Because. And the Leafs are known for having the best medical staff in the league. And that's, well, that's their whole reason. Um, um uh, Jason Spezza stayed here and revitalized himself a little bit because our medical staff is so good. Right? Well, yeah. He, yeah, he he wanted to come to Toronto before that, though, right? Like he he's he did. from Toronto. Yeah. It just it just does help. Um, yeah, it helped us play because like we have a phenomenal medical staff. And they're also doing some good. They did some good load management with Spezza. Like there are games where he just said, "Yeah, you know, back to backs." Like no, like I take yeah. the time off, and he's great for. It. I think there was one game. I think it was. This season, actually, where he took the game off prior before, and everyone's like, "What is he injured? Like, what's going on?" The next game, he came back. He had that fake slapper hat trick goal, yeah. and like, he's fine because he knows his body. When he, yeah. anyways, I don't, I don't want to get too much into that, but obviously, you know, so glad he's back as a Leaf. By the way, oh my god, me too. Uh, when, and he's when and he's he, actually gonna play the home the home game. It's gonna be great. When he retires, I I want him in a manager, uh, not a managerial, but like some kind of office or some position with the Leafs organization. I just want him here. I just love him. You know what I want? I want 25-year-old Jason Spezza on oh the Leafs. Oh, my God, yeah. Instead of him torching us with Alfredson and Heatley, you know, that line. <laughs> just saying. Wouldn't that have been nice? Yeah. Oh, um, boy. But, yeah, anyways, back to Kasey. Mm. 
those are the two moves that we're, we've talked about here. Um, I'd like to do this one little thing. Okay. So out of all the signings that we've done, we discussed them on the last show, so I don't want to get too much into them. Opening day, let's do a quick like little prediction here. Of all the signings that you see that we've had, which guys do you see making the opening night roster? I've got mine. If I can go first. Richie. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Bunting is also going to make the team out of out of training camp. Mm-hmm. And the last one, I would probably say Kempf from Chicago. I think he's going to be on the fourth line. And we're obviously not counting Peter Mrazek because he's just kind of a, a guaranteed Given. backup. Yeah. Now. yeah. You guys, do you guys have anything different than me? What do you think? Not really, man. Like, I think Richie's a slam dunk. That's pretty obvious. Uh, same with Bunting. What and about then, Robertson, though? Does Robertson take away a spot? Who? Yeah. I think it's going to be Robertson, Richie bunting okay so no comp okay got it yeah no comp mike yeah i'm kind of have to go with brand on that because i feel like they're gonna have to throw robinson in there like they, they have, have to, to at this point they, they gotta well, see they what know, they got with them yeah they, they have seen a little spark of them and they liked what they saw comp is still not uh still kind of like a question mark at this point well more so than piece. robertson is. yeah he's more of a depth piece but robinson why do i keep saying robinson <laughs> Um, Robertson has a bit a bit more, you know, skill behind him. At least that's what we've seen. He has potential mm-hmm. to be on the second line if if they need to plug him in there. Yeah. No, okay, that's fair. I, I think when we when when after training camp's over, and I'm right, we'll go back to this episode and we'll promote <laughs> it up on social media. Okay. But uh no, I I seriously think Conf makes it just because uh he's a he's he's the first penalty killer that we've had as a centerman. That's dedicated mm-hmm. to the penalty kill, like I said, since uh, Parlin home. It's the first one, and he's done well in that role. Um, I, mean, I mean, there is a way how both yeah, for sure. could be right. Uh, we could move somebody, a certain somebody. That yeah, I yeah. I'd love to get into this. So, yeah. you so guys Camille, why don't you yeah. why don't you why don't you mention your theory? I'm almost guaranteeing this. May may even donate money to charity if I'm wrong. That Pierre Engvall will be moved. Um, before the start of the season. Mm. Right now, the Leafs have zero flexibility with their cap, which means a juggling monster for um, you know, for the team in general, for the management, for going up and down between the minors and switching players around to make sure they're cap compliant. And they've done that before. I don't think they're going to want to do that again because guess what happened last time we did that? We lost Aaron Dell, who was actually a good third-string goalie, yeah. waivers, and we've, we've lost players to waivers before. So... Yeah. They're going to try to avoid that situation. I think Pierre Engvall gets moved. Do you think for like a, for a, a player or no? We can't have any salary coming back, so it's probably going to be for a late pick. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah, so I wouldn't expect anything significant for it. I just Pierre Engvall, if I remember correctly, let me look up his salary. But it's one point two five. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's too. We've already got that to say there and. Adding in, yeah, and we don't know if Kasey's going to be healthy, right? So I think the obvious move to me, in my mind, I, if I were betting, it'd be uh, Angle. Angle, Pierre Angle and gone, especially yeah. especially because this is his last year, and next year he's going to probably want more money. So exactly, it's it's, it's the same argument we use with uh, Riley. Why lose Riley. Him for nothing next year? Right. So speaking of Riley, I actually want to touch on this very quickly. I know it wasn't part of our you know proposed like talk, but I saw something. I'm going to get the source. It was from a Twitter, and it actually sourced Pierre Lebrun. Um, 
And basically, it was a Leafs dedicated Twitter. And what what it had said is that, you know, Morgan Riley would be willing. This is again not. This is a source from up here, LeBron, but this is not like I haven't seen this on TSN or anything like that. But it's basically saying that Morgan Riley would take a gigantic pay cut to stay with his team. I, I don't like that. I don't like listing random rumors here and there, but this one seemed to have more momentum to it yeah. just because of the LeBron aspect. Yeah. So he'd be willing to take a pay cut. Um and they would start looking at negotiations. Um and if it wasn't done by August, there could be something on the rise. Mm-hmm. Don't want to read too much into that, but if no. that's true, I'm happy because I like Morgan Riley. If he decides yeah. to take a giant pay cut and can stay with this team, I want that. But the issue you get to is what's a giant pay cut? What is what is Morgan Riley's market value right now? Now we just saw Zach Warinsky sign for nine Hi. and a half million dollars. Yeah, he's better than Morgan he, Riley, by the way. Yeah, he's better than Morgan Riley, absolutely. So he's in the middle of nine point five, and he's making five now. We, yeah, we so can't, we can't afford to give him a, a pay cut for him would be seven do you so want, the, do you yeah. want to pay morgan riley seven million dollars i don't think i would so the proposed amount was actually six to 6.5 which is actually in my opinion very good yeah, i would do six you know, i would do I six i wouldn't go seven seven and a half which I, teams are going to want to offer him eight if we're into getting a nine and a half let's be honest so the defensive market and the upswing in dollar contracts, again, I don't want to talk too much about this because we did it last time, mm, yeah. but it was really good for defensemen this year in the National Hockey League for free agency. You got your payday. Um, so will that be the same next year? I don't know. I, I, that was kind of a market developing thing, right? Like how the market was going. So It is a weird market this year with the pandemic, with the expansion draft and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, uh, we got to keep an eye on that because us, like I, I'm sure all three of us can agree, we do not want to talk about Morgan Riley and him walking <laughs> for, for nothing year. for a full yeah. year, because I will rip off this headset and then destroy everything. So, yeah, oh, um, yeah, no. guys, I want to get into something kind of fun. Okay, I want to do, I want to do some quick questions. Uh, all of us going to answer. Uh, kind of, I'm, I'm honestly curious about because I don't think yeah. I know any of your answers to these. I don't. I don't even know mine. Really, I got to think about it. But let's see here. Okay. So, as Leaf fans, one of the things that we went through was a, another Game Seven uh, collapse, and a lot of people wanted Mitch Marner traded. Mm-hmm. If Mitch Marner was to be traded, like you find out tomorrow, Mitch Marner is being traded. What's your dream Mitch Marner trade, but still within like a realistic realm? Mm-hmm. What would that look like? And we could just pick one. Yeah, one for this for this off season. I would have loved. Uh, I'll say one that could could have still happened, and one that's already passed. Uh, I would have loved if we could have gotten Marner for Seth Jones, and I could I would have loved Jack Eichel. Interesting. But Jack Eichel, I, I, just, I just like both those options. Ah, uh, well, so J- Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel. When I think about it, wouldn't really work for the team because that's another center, and then he's gonna go behind Matthews and Tavares. It wouldn't work. I sure. understand that. Sure. Yeah. No, fair enough. Well, why, why, why Seth Jones? Obviously, besides the obvious that he's a good defenseman. That that's just it. Like he's just a, a high quality defenseman, uh, defensive defenseman. Uh, the one thing I. I 
I'm I didn't want to pay Morgan Riley seven and a half million dollars like we were just talking about was that he's not a great defensive defenseman. He's another forward. So having another stay at home defenseman just to solid up that back end would have been phenomenal. And okay. uh, obviously you'd probably you would get something else with Jones for Marner. Mm-hmm. So m- maybe another back end forward and then a little bit of relief in the cap. Okay. So th- it just, it would have helped the team all over. It would have helped on the back end. It would have helped with cap relief. It would have mixed things up a little bit in the dressing room. And uh, well, Jones is one of the big fish this year. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Mike, what about you? Well, for me, it's hard to s- for me. It's hard to say because like it's it'd be it's kind of weird because like in order to trade his contract because it's high. You don't know if you're going to be, you know, if the teams are going to offer like depth pieces and yeah. draft picks or if it's like an actual player. But if mm-hmm. I was to say like a desired player that I would love to see, uh-huh. uh, well, it's a name that I lo- I've said many times in the show that I'd love to see in the Leafs, and that's the uh, Gabe Landeskog. But yeah. again, not realistic. No. And obviously, another that's one. A, that's why it's a dream trade. Yeah. It's a dream I'd trade. I do a dream trade with, let's see, a trade of Mitch Marner and Victor Hedman in the mix. So, yeah. Yeah, but no, that sure. again, no chance of that happening ever. So, I mean, so the, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say the dream of all dreams, if we're talking unrealistic here, would have been uh, Marner for like Drysaddle or McDavid, but I don't think that's gonna happen. So I'm gonna go a little bit different of a direction and say I don't specifically have a player in mind for trading. Like if we were to trade Mitch Marner, like a dream trade, but I will say I, I have a dream like vision. So. Mitch Marner has a very high cap hit and like Mike suggested, like you don't know what that looks like when you're getting it back. So for realism aspect, but also still a dream, I think you're almost always going to lose in the Mitch Marner trade. I don't think you're getting back anyone of equal value. It's very, very unlikely. Um, What I would like is almost like a Tyler, like, johnson kind of player like someone like not maybe not a per se a centerman but someone to that pedigree who's um again this is not realistic because that's that would be a that'd be a we they'd be losing that trade like tampa bay but um something like that uh just like a, a really good player who signed at a, an affordable a more affordable contract where we've got extra cap space to then use for guess what more depth um that's something that would be a dream but if not a really good like power forward. I think a, a, a power forward at like 5 million. I'm, I'm thinking of players right now. And um, one of my favorite players to watch when he was younger was Bobby Ryan when he was on Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. And he was actually playing like he was obviously scoring a lot of goals back then. But he was also, you know, he could hit, he could play. So someone like that, uh, I've always wanted to see on this team, like a, like a really good, like younger power forward. I don't think we've had one, like a real power forward and. Ages. A long time. So, would you guys say Nick Ritchie's a power forward? Yeah. 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 Kind of. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, that would be it for me. Just this, uh, any any move that you get value back, but you you save on cap. That would be amazing um, for me. Rather than like, oh yeah, we're trading Marner for a first round pick yeah. and like these two bro- prospects that may never make it into the league. I yeah, want a roster player I, back that's good, you know. Absolutely. So. I would not trade him back or trade him for picks. If you do that, you're you're saying we're in a rebuild. Yeah, and a team that's going to want Mitch Marner is probably going to be a contending team if they're willing to yeah. take that cap, so yeah. the pick probably wouldn't be good on anyway, so. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's got to be a good roster player back. Um 
someone obviously uh, hopefully was still some like youth <laughs> in their system but yeah um that, that's definitely it for one so another question guys when you guys were growing up or now who are your favorite leafs like name three of your favorite leafs uh, i'm curious and and why actually i'm gonna start off because i'm kind of excited about this question because i wish someone would ask me this so my favorite my three favorite leafs of all time I think this is kind of they might be obvious choices, but Matt Sundin is my first um, captain guy who you know came from uh, Sweden. You know, uh, can speak great English, communicated so well with the city, did a lot of charity, was great a great representative of the Leafs. Like you never caught him any like scandalous like you know th- media things like and things like that, and just had a great slap shot point per game player his entire career consistent um and just someone i I love to watch the second would probably be phil kessel because i was always a kessel fan even before he played on the leafs i I really liked him in boston uh, on his rookie years um before it you know obviously and he he had to battle cancer I, i was used to respect him a lot when i was growing up and watching him play and his wrist shot was a bullet like when he was playing on the Leafs, well, one of the only bright spots on that team was Phil Kessel for a long time, and his his wrister was just unbelievable, and he was always so exciting to watch. I'll never forget it. Phil Kessel's very first game, um, with the Leafs was actually against Detroit. Keep in mind, guys, this is so far back when Jason Blake was still playing. Okay, hmm. and I was at that game. I was at Phil Kessel's first game as a Leaf, and I was there when he scored his first goal. The puck was already crossing the line. And Jason Blake had touched it last and Phil just batted it in and got the goal. And Jason Blake gave him crap for it. And I thought that was hilarious. And ever since that moment, you know, and a little bit prior, I really like Phil. And then number three is AM 34. Um, Austin Matthews, four goals in his debut. Big Stutterman. I know playoff struggles were real last year, but even still, this is the. He's one most, of the best Leafs ever. He, he, he is. I think I'm watching the best, arguably in my lifetime, the best lease player ever. Um, if you look I'd at his, to, I'd have to agree with that. If you look at his goals uh, and his points and his production, and also his two way play, it's not just goal; it's his two way play. This guy is complete. I think he's going to be even better. He's what turning 24. This guy, um, this guy's an all around beast, and I'm so glad we have him, even though the results haven't been there yet. And I hope we, I hope we keep him. Like as much as the Leafs, as much as Leafs Nation is pissed off at uh, thirty-four and sixteen right now, you can't deny that Matthews is one of the best goal scorers and one of the best Leafs to ever wear the jersey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can't deny it. Like the numbers, are, even just the numbers, are right there. He just, yep. he just got to get it. Maybe he's the goat. He's just got to get his shit together in the off season. Now he's got it. Uh, what about you guys? Three favorite Leafs. You can go, Mike. All right. Uh, well, I'll start. Obviously, you know, you, you love guys like Matt Sundin, Felix Potvin, Austin Matthews. Like it's there's been so many great names. Uh, obviously, I also am a huge Kessel fan. I'd probably put him on my list, but since you said I'm, I'm going to use, use somebody else too. But I love sure. Kesselmania, brother. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start with a random one first. Actually, when I, when I first started watching Leafs, I don't know why I used to love this guy. He was my favorite player when I was younger. I don't know if he scored the first goal I ever watched or something, but. Uh, Alan McCauley. Oh, yeah. Way back in the day. Yeah. 
Uh, he was never like that big great of a player with the Leafs, but for some reason when I was a kid, loved him. I absolutely loved him. Awesome. So that's just a fun one I wanted to say. Um, second one is another older one, but this guy was actually, I think, a solid player for us, and that's Sergei Berzin. He was a consistent like depth player. Like He's putting up anywhere from 35 to even to hit 60 points almost once. So he did have some point production. And uh, why I liked him? Because he was like a solid all-around player. He was, he was a solid player, and I think his name's cool. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, number one, I'm going to go with a guy. Uh, I've liked him since watching him in junior hockey. And when he came to Leafs, I was freaking stoked. And uh, low-key, I called it before it happened years ago. I was like, yo, his contract's end. He's coming to Toronto. He's coming to Toronto. And everyone kind of laughed, but it happened. And uh, it's Johnny T. I love John yeah, Tavares. Johnny T. He's one of my favorite hockey players of all time to watch. And it's great that he's leave. Unfortunately, what happened in the playoffs this year, but love John Tavares. Good list, man. Love JT as well. I actually surprised I kept him off because even though I know people are twisted on that salary that he received, honestly, man, I still love him. I still like him as a captain. Um, I, if he was in our playoff series, we were winning oh, that series. We would have so. won that series. Um, All right, Brandon, what do, we, what do you got? Well, I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys. Like, uh, If I had gone first, you guys knew who I would have said. I would have said Phil Kessel. I would have said Matt's. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little different from you guys, just so I don't say the same picks. Uh, first one. Uh, this was my dad's favorite player growing up, and became mine when I first started watching hockey. That's Dougie Gilmore. Uh, I think he was after my time, but uh, from what I've watched him play, and my dad talks about all the time. Whenever we're watching hockey, he's like, "Oh, see, Doug Gilmore would have done this differently." Like, okay, Dad, <laughs> all right. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, the next one, uh, first player I actually learned by name because uh, I, I started watching in the early 2000s, late 2000s, uh-huh. uh, Ty Domi. Uh, he's not a great player by any means, but fan uh, he's a fan. Fa- yeah, that, he got me. I was a young kid. I see Ty Domi beat the crap out of somebody. I'm like, I love this guy. <laughs> I love <Yes>. him. <laughs> nice. Uh, and um, another one, I um, Thomas Caverlet. One of the better defensemen we've had. We haven't um, up until Morty Riley. He was one of the better ones we had for a while. What are you laughing at? <laughs> you want to know what I'm laughing at? So yeah. if you go back to, um, I don't remember what year it was, but before we had JVR on our team, we had a trade proposition at the time. The current general manager, and I, and I apologize for people listening. I, I can't remember, but it was. At the time, Thomas Caberlet straight up for JBR. This wasn't a rumor. Mm. This was um that was actually listed. It was a, it was a thing, yeah. And JBR at the time was young. It's, I think he just got off like a twenty five goal season, and we didn't do the trade. And I was just ripping my hair out because I was just like, we need offensive <laughs> players. But I, I mean, yeah, Thomas Caberlet. I saw his, he used to is what was his, one of his uh, mainstay linemates. It was um, Brian McCabe, right? Yeah. Those guys used to play together <laughs> at one point. Brian McCabe was leading the team in goals. And I was just like, what is, what is happening? <laughs> that's why I, oh. that's why I wanted to have yeah. like uh JVR, but yeah, no, it's a good list. Uh, I have um, one more honorable mention. Just, actually. I want to say, yeah, I, what's that? I think he's underrated as a leaf. He had a long career there and uh, he just doesn't get the love he deserves. And that's uh, Jared McCann. <laughs> That's a tease, man. That's a tease. Uh, 
I have, uh, I've got one legitimate or honorable mention. I just wanted to bring up. He's no, 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 like a legitimate one. It's it's the only Leaf I've ever met in person. Uh, Darcy Tucker. I knew you were oh, gonna say Darcy Tucker. Darcy Tucker. It's the only Leaf I ever met in person. He was a stand-up guy. If he ever listens to this, I'm like, dude, you were super cool. You cheered me on during that hot wing competition. Thank you very much. It was a hot wing competition. <laughs> yeah, he was. I was at a Buffalo Wild Wing in Ancaster, Ontario. And it was a ghost pepper hot wing eating challenge at like the first game of the season. And I went to do it and he was cheering me on. He's like, Oh, come on, man. You can do it. You can do it. That it was is great. hilarious. It was, That's amazing. it was amazing. He got, he got me, uh, he got me a beer afterwards. Yeah. Question is though, did you win? Did you be- finish the win? Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I did. And, um, didn't, I didn't feel like I won. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if you guys have eaten a lot of hot food, but ghost pepper, and then the next day, use your imagination. So, still it. So there is a video of me on YouTube of eating a very hot sauce, and my nose busting open in blood. But that's a discussion for another time. (laughs) Um, All right, guys, those are some good. uh, Those are some good. uh, You know, revisits to the past. Listening to some of those players. Okay, so we're gonna do a quick one here. We're gonna do favorite leaf moments and most upsetting moments. Uh, Mike, how about you go first? All right. Well, I'll start with my one of my favorite moments. Um, and obviously, getting to Ron, John Tavares is a pretty big one for me. But I'm going to have to go with, uh, I think it was 2001, which is crazy that that's 20 years ago, by the way. And that's when you know the Leafs snuck into playoffs and then swept the Sens in round one. And it was a huge upset. I, that was a great moment. Yeah. But yeah, that probably one of my favorites. Obviously, was signing Tavares as well. But. Those mm-hmm. two are probably my, my top ones. What about most upsetting? Uh, most upsetting? <sighs> I mean, the name of our podcast is enough for us, but <laughs> I'll leave those ones. Maybe you guys talk about them, but uh, I'll go with this year's playoffs when Don Tavares injury. That was kind of... Honestly, when it happened, it was like, whoa, like, is this guy paralyzed? Like, did they just paralyze this guy? Like, it looked bad, but... Oh, God, yeah. 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 All right. I've got, I've got, I've got one for you guys here. So, my favorite Leaf moment. It's really hard. I almost want to mention two because I'm that excited. But my favorite Leaf moment was in twenty the 2016 season when uh, just after Austin Matthews had been drafted. I can't find this anywhere on YouTube. I've been looking for it, but they had a Winter Classic that year where they played outdoors. The Leafs haven't made the playoffs. Since 2013, and that was a half a season. Okay. Um, before that, they hadn't made the playoffs since prior to the lockout. So it's been forever since we've legitimately made the playoffs. And reporters on the ice after the Leafs, I believe, had played Detroit in the Winter Classic, and not a Winter Classic, but some outdoor classic, whatever it was. You can go back, and Austin Matthews and Mitch Martin have got the black lines under their eyes, you know, and they're they're goofing around. And the reporter says uh, they're talking about how the season's going, and I don't remember what she asked but she said she alludes to the playoffs conversation and he also matthews just looks at her with a grin i gotta find this clip and says oh yeah we're making the playoffs and i love that <laughs> i loved that because what happens to my favorite moment Leafs versus pittsburgh this is the game that decides if maple Leafs are making the playoffs it's the very first year of austin matthews um tenure and mitch marner and you know they got zach Hyman. we've got, got this infusion of youth and then we've got tyler bozak and jbr and and it's uh I'll never forget it because I'm I'm listening to uh, Joe Bowen, you know, call the game, and it's it's like it's a nail biter. 
Jake Bar- Jake Gardner gives up the puck and they score and the game is tied and I'm freaking out. Our goal Anderson's injured, so we're not playing Anderson. I forget the goalie at the time. Oh. Uh oh, I, I, I don't remember who it is, but um we're playing and it's, you know, so nerve-wracking. And what ends up happening is the same person who screwed up, Jake Gardner, gives it to Connor Brown. Connor Brown scores a goal. It's fourth, it's four three. And we're like a minute and away, minute and a half away from making the playoffs, not expected to make it in this rebuild. And I'm freaking out. And then Austin Matthews hits the empty net. And before yeah, that, beautiful. before that, <clears throat> Crosby cross crease one timer. And goal, our goalie, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name. Uh, uh, pad save, like signing pad save. You have to watch it. It's an unbelievable moment. Joe Bowen calling it one of my favorite moments. It's just. All the euphoric feelings, like amazing save. They go down. They get the empty, like the celebration. It was just, it was, it was so powerful. Um, that was, that was a great moment. Was uh, it, was it uh, McElhenney that, that yes, year? yes, because he says instead of Holy Mackinac, he says Holy, Holy McElhenney, and I loved it. That was unbelievable, and uh, that, was, that was my favorite moment of all time, um, or at least in recent memory. Mm-hmm. And to completely contrast and make myself depressed, the most um, miserable, upsetting moment. I was with one of my best friends in uh, Maple Leaf Square in 2013. Um, and we're outside in Maple Leaf Garden. You know, they do the outside garden. It's the Leafs versus yeah. Boston in Game 7. What happened? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, third period. Um we actually have, I believe it's a 4-1 lead. And uh, yeah, utter chaos. Um, from Bergeron getting two goals, including the overtime winner, mind you. And just the entire collapse. And, you know, we just had Kessel and Kadri. Both those guys score. Kadri's first goal of the playoffs in his career is in that series. And when, at the time, Kadri scores that goal. There's like five minutes left or four minutes left, and it's and they completely collapse. Literally, no joke. When that overtime goal went in, a beer bottle flew past my head. Some girl had her leg busted open by glass in blood gushing. It's pandemonium. I'm like, let's get the heck out of here. There's a camera crew coming up trying to interview my friend with a microphone. Like, hey, buddy, how do you feel? Like. The worst moment, I honestly thought I was going to die. I was worried that more beer bottles were going to start flying. I'm going to get hit in the head, and I'm going to die. So, yeah, that was the worst one for me. But, um, I mean, that's not that's not easy to top. No. But, Brandon, no. why don't you try positive and uh, negative? Well, my positive, it's kind of a two-parter thing. It's uh, I think you briefly touched on it. Um, Austin Matthews getting drafted. And then immediately scoring four goals in his first game. Yeah. And best part was for me, at least I I'm in a fantasy league every year. And that year I took, I took Austin Matthews. I took him in the third round of our, of our draft. And because no, everyone's like, Oh, you know what? He's going to be good. But like, you're not going to take him top. And I'm like, I took him in the third round. I'm like, you know what? He's going to do some damage. I'm at the bar with four yeah, of my friends. It that day watching that first game yeah. and i'm just like boys i've got four goals by austin matthews tonight like what's going on here <laughs> and uh, 
They proceeded to lose the game, but it shouldn't take away anything from Matthews. Four goals in his first game. We got oh, yeah. the first overall pick. We drafted the best, one of the best Maple Leafs who's ever worn the sweater. Uh, you can't get much better than that until you know we win something. But that that's a <laughs> at that time, like you know, that's a win in my books. Oh, I was losing it. Your f- number one overall pick, four goals first game. I'm like, oh. this guy's scoring 400 this year. Let, let's go, yeah. guys <laughs> of God. Yeah. What about what? your uh, what about your most like upsetting or negative oh. moment? We lost to a Zamboni driver who works for the team. A Zamboni driver? Who am I imitating? Oh my god! I fucking, I was so unbelievably angry. I started laughing. I was with I was at my cousin's house for some kind of party. I don't even remember what it was for. And I was watching the game, and everyone had left when the emergency bully came in because everyone's like, "Oh, the Leafs are going to win the game." And I'm like, "I'm just going to cut watch it because I like watching hockey." And then everyone came slowly back in when they hear me yelling at the TV, being like, what? No, no. And then they were down and they just looked like crap. And I'm just sitting there. I was so angry. I just started laughing. I'm like, the team is just shit. They just, they just suck. They, they're cursed. I'm like, what? No, no point to be mad about it. Might as well laugh about it. I, I probably posted some nasty stuff that night. I don't remember what I posted, what I was sending to people, but man, I was. Uh, I probably stayed away from social media because the onslaught I would have received as a Leaf fan would have been. It was can't, you, can't you appreciate how good of a story it is? David Ayers comes in. He's backup. He works for the team. They're if making not a my movie team, sure. about it. Disney's making a movie about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to go to Disney World to see the David Ayers ride, okay? I don't need that in my life. Oh, my God. Uh, to my Disney. Yeah, Disney Plus membership. Disney Plus membership right now. He's a yeah. Disney princess now. Um, you know, one last thing here I kind of wanted to go over just because we just passed free agency. This is actually, this has been great. I like hearing all these different freaking moments of mm. pain and pleasure. You know, it's just... um. Your favorite Leaf free agency signing, not this year, because I think we could all point out to, the, to be the same player. What's your favorite free agency signing of all time outside Mike of John Tavares? Because <laughs> outside of John. you know, I think I think, uh, oh, I can't even think of anything. yeah, it's open to the floor. Whenever, whenever you get something, uh, just answer. I'm just curious. I think I know my least favorite. But honestly, yeah. do you guys remember when, um, Mike, I forget his name, but uh, the old general manager before Burke, he, uh, John Ferguson Jr. Yeah. So when John Ferguson Jr. was running the team, a player who I think believe, I believe played on the New York Islanders, the name of Jason Blake, scored 40 goals once. And then John Ferguson Jr., after the salary cap had been introduced, goes, we got to get that guy. And they signed Jason Blake to this, you know, high contract. I'm just like, he scored 40 goals once. <laughs> and we just got introduced to a salary cap. And he just blew money. And he just signed, like, signing guys like left, right, and center. That was my least favorite signing. In terms of my favorite one, oof. 
Hmm. That's that's tough. I would say I wonder if we have a, like a historical list almost that we can kind of go off of, you know? Maybe I should have pulled that up. Maybe I should have pulled that up first. Yeah, because it's it's hard to remember who exactly was picked up in free agency. Actually, you know what? I've got no, I've got one. I've got one. Oh, do you? Um, Yeah. Awesome. You guys are probably going to disagree with it, though. Um, So, John Tavares is a great story. I can tell you about how I screamed and I was blue in the face, and my ex girlfriend thought I was insane. But the most important one for me was Tyler Bozak. And I'll tell you why. Tyler Bozak had actually. Uh, played for Denver, um, like university there, and he he didn't he didn't get drafted obviously, or he didn't go through the draft, and he uh, he ended up getting signing, and he where does he end up on not, nobody else but Phil Thrills line, this kid who's just you know, um, pretty young, pretty inexperienced, and the very first goal this guy scores is in, in Philadelphia. You guys should YouTube it. I'll never forget it. Literally does a deke around the defenseman. Forehand back, like up, snipes up top, bar down. I'm just like, holy crap! And that guy ended up went on to be our first line center. When even though he wasn't a true first line centerman, he he played the role as best as he could, and he eventually developed into a really good depth piece as we got stronger in that position with Matthews and Cadre and things like that. But I really liked that signing because it was just a kid out of nowhere. You know, like I said, not a draft pick, just came out of nowhere, and he put up playing with Phil, like respectable enough numbers for very cheap for a long time when that team had nobody else. And he had to play in a, in that pressured market, you know, imagine, imagine being a free agent and becoming the least first line sentiment, like as a rookie, it's mm-hmm. mind boggling. So yeah, I, I would say Tyler Bozak is actually one of my favorite signings, not because of his skill or anything like that, but just because what he was able to do. And I'm really glad that he won a cup the year he left Toronto. That was, that was, that seems to be a tradition that happens to the ex <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys got any? Okay. Yeah, I got, I got a couple I'll do. Uh, so obviously my favorite would have been Tavares because love Johnny T, but uh, a couple other one I really liked is way back when I was Gary Roberts, when he came in. Yeah. He's exciting. Even Alexander McGill, you could say, even though he was like, more reluctant because he wanted to go back to Jersey at first, but mm-hmm. uh, more recently though, I'll say one that I really, really liked and that's TJ Brody. Uh, I was really happy when they brought him in because yeah. he desperately needed some D who could play D, but also like contribute in other ways. And I think he was a good guy for that. So I really liked the signing of him and he wasn't overly expensive. Mm-hmm. So that was good. And he's still contributing for us this year, hopefully. So yep. I liked him a lot, but least favorite, I'll just throw one out for fun. And that was a, uh, I mean, back when the Leafs before the cap, and they would just sign all the old guys, at the end of their careers, you know, New and Dyke and all those guys. I'm gonna go uh, Eric Lindros when he came in and uh, he got <laughs> hurt sorry. first game. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at him being hurt. I just remember him taking coming off the bench, Brandon. Never forget it. Comes off the bench, pucks out the opponent's blue line. I don't remember who he's playing. He takes the puck, goes to take a wrist shot. The moment after that shot's over, he's back off the bench, wrist injured, gone. Took one shot. And the one worst shot. part is he did come back eventually, and I'm pretty sure that first game he got hurt again, and then that was it. <laughs> just the worst. So that's probably my least favorite just because it's ridiculous. It's a whole yeah. funny scenario. But it was back before the cap, so it's like hard to be mad at it, but I'll go with that one. Brandon, what do you got? So I think my favorite that I can think of offhand, but it's recent, Jason Spezza. 
I, I mean, you can't. There's nothing you can, bad you can say about that. About that. I mean, you you watched him play. He's taking league men. He wants to take less just because he loves the team so much, and he's just putting up points. The guy fought the playoffs <laughs> to get the team into it. I mean, I, I can't say a bad thing about the guy. I don't think anyone can. And um, the worst one, I I can't believe I didn't think about this before. David Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey. I, I can't get on that topic. I'm a big David Clarkson guy because I watched him in Kitchen Rangers for years. <laughs> yeah, the he just wasn't Ranger. used right on the Leafs, but he also was hurt. So yeah, exactly. That's how he was. He wasn't. He he had like virtually bioproof contract. Uh, it was a lot of money. He didn't play, and when he played, he sucked. It just sucked. Yeah. So David Clarkson, he he, he just got injured. Right. He got hurt. Yeah. Um, like he had played. I don't he think he played a full. Too. I don't think he played a full season for the Leafs. Not once. Not eighty-two games. No. So I think, and then afterwards he went to Columbus, and I think he was pretty much done after two seasons there. Like so it's, salary cap. We have him back now. We're paying for him again on LTIR. Are we? I'm pretty sure. I think oh, we got him in one of the contracts this year, and we put him on LTIR. I'd have to double check, but I'm. Uh, yeah, like, I was going to do an honorable mention. It was also Jason Spezza, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. I think uh, the last thing I would say here is we do have some good news. After this season, Phil Kessel's salary, as much as I love him, is, is off, off the books. books. That's an extra mil. You know, every oh, every penny counts. Time. Um, but, you know, uh, seriously, guys, this is great. I think what we're going to do for anyone watching or listening, we're actually revamping our podcast a little bit. So what we're going to do is we're actually working on uh, having an overlay structure where you guys can follow us on social media. We'll have everything listed within the video so you guys know where our TikTok is, our Instagram, um, our Twitter. And on top of that, we're also going to be working on some sweet intro ideas. So uh, super pumped up. Going to make this nice and fancy. Uh, But this was good, guys. um, I think the next thing we got to look forward to here is, uh, I mean, we've got a couple of weeks or about a month still. Uh, for training camp, but I think that Angval contract that we talked about before, or at least I talked about it. That is, I think that's the next thing that's going to happen. Could be wrong. Most plausible thing, I think. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of we have a lot of. If, if Kase is healthy, guys, I'm just letting you know we have a lot of freaking forwards, and I know there's depth and blah blah blah, but we have a lot. We have I mean, still time for someone else to get moved too. So who knows? Yeah, guys, Perfect's still making four million. Guys, I think guys. I'm ready to be hurt again. By the Leafs or by me? By the Leafs. Yeah. I, I'm no, I, I, I saw the Richie signing. I see these signings. I'm like, you know what? They're, I don't believe in them by any stretch of the imagination. I, like, but I have, I, I'm, I'm sitting looking. I'm like, maybe I'm better than I was a month ago. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me bring you back down to earth a little bit. Don't, why? It's the first time I've been positive on the show, man. Let me bring you back down to earth a little bit. The team is still worse on paper than it was last year. Absolutely. <laughs> but I will say this. I think as good as Florida was this year, and I know that Boston obviously got Felino and Taylor Hall. Mm. I don't know why, but I don't think Boston is going to be what they once were. Uh, that core is aging. That carried them for yeah. so far, so they, long. They also lost Krejci. Yeah. From the NHL. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was happening. 
And Rast. I mean, I, I think Boston will be worse. Rast, but they still, Rast too. Yep. Yeah. But they still play so heavy. I don't think yeah, the Leafs can compete against. The Leafs won't be able to compete against Boston in the playoffs. Offseason, maybe, like you said. But playoffs are a different beast, and Boston knows how to play them. So. Yeah, maybe. I think Richie will help in that regard a lot. I think yeah. I uh, it, it, something's got to give at some point, and if not, we'll just explode everything and start yeah. again, right? I mean, I'm liking the idea why... of having a tandem of, t- of two decent goaltenders, and then having Anderson, and then having an uh, like no backup for him. I think it's smart having the tandem. So that yeah, that could yeah be I nice. agree. I agree. All right, guys. Well, uh, until next time, next episode. Um, thanks, guys, for listening pumped up we've got some unique segments coming our way as well we got some we got some clever ideas guys so stick around here and uh yeah guys see you next week are we doing next week i think we're gonna do next week i think we're gonna do another fun you know fun show in the meantime this is good practice i think yeah and uh all right and remember for the 2022 playoffs round one it's the leafs and seven bye guys thanks for listening